0: Welcome to A Brief Chat, I'm Jason Crane. Today is Monday, October 21st, 2019. This is part one of a five-part series on my personal history with religion. Religion is a really big topic in my life. It colors so much of what I do and how I think and who I am. It does that both by its presence and its absence, and its role in my life has changed greatly over the years. My connection to organized religion started as a baby when I was baptized in 1973 as a Catholic at St. Anne's Roman Catholic Church in my hometown of Lenox, Massachusetts. I think my Aunt Linda was my godmother, and I believe a friend of my biological father was my godfather. I can't remember his name, though. I don't remember my baptism, of course, but I know it happened. It would be several more years before religion made an impression on me in the person of Father Edgar Holden. I was around 5 years old when I met Father Ed. He was a Franciscan friar and a friend of my Aunt Linda, who you met on Episodes 21, 22, and 23. I'm fairly sure they knew one another from the Catholic school at which my aunt taught. In any case, Father Ed was the first person I ever wanted to be like. When he walked into a room, he had a presence, and people automatically listened to him and deferred to him. He was a very funny guy. He didn't ever act haughty or judgmental, at least not that I ever saw. But even as a little kid, I could feel the way things changed when he was around, and I wanted people to look at me that way, too. Also he called me Jaybird, which at the time I thought was cool. At this point, my family was Catholic. We went to Mass, and I started my school life in Catholic schools. I always liked the insides of churches. They felt very safe. I don't remember a lot about the early years of my life as a Catholic. My grandparents very rarely went to church, but my grandmother, Dorothy Flanders, was very devout in her own personal way. She was never far from a set of rosary beads, and she was a great believer in praying novenas when someone in the family needed help. The word novena comes from the Latin word for nine, because novenas are prayers made for nine consecutive days, generally to ask for help or healing. As I remember it, my grandmother would pray these prayers, and then after the ninth day, she'd put a notice in the paper thanking God or a saint for granting the prayer. I think this public acknowledgement was to her an important and necessary part of the process. My grandma also prayed, as many Catholics did in the day, to St. Anthony when things were lost. I did too, as a matter of fact. When I would visit my grandparents in Plymouth, Massachusetts, my grandpa would sometimes take me to Mass. I think maybe he went on his own when I wasn't around, but I know that my grandmother never went. I don't know why she didn't, though. She was the kind of person who formed quick opinions, and she held on to them forever, so perhaps she'd been offended by something in church once and decided to stop going. That's just a guess on my part, though. I was a Catholic kid long enough to go through First Communion, which is the celebration of the first time you're allowed to go up to the altar to receive the communion wafer from the priest. This was around second grade, when I was still in Catholic school. I got a small New Testament for my First Communion from one of my relatives, perhaps my cousins the Breen's. It had a white cover that looked almost like Mother of Pearl. It really glistened in the light, I remember. I also received a Bible that had a zip-around cover and tissue-thin pages. In my memory, it had a giraffe on the cover. I think a lot of animals, maybe Jesus among some animals. That could be wrong, though. I do remember that I had never seen pages that thin before. And everything that Jesus said was in red type. During this time, I had a statue of Jesus in my room. He was pointing at his chest with one hand, and his heart was there visible, you know, like a depiction of his heart. It didn't look anatomically accurate. This image was called the Sacred, and it still is called the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I might have had it because the school I attended, I think, was called Sacred Heart. That sounds right, although my memory of those days is very fuzzy. I do know that I said prayers at night sometimes in front of that Jesus statue for a number of years. Sometime around second grade, I started wearing a scapular. This was a necklace of sorts. It had two small pieces of cloth joined together by ribbons or strings or something. One piece of cloth rested on your chest, you know, under your clothing, and the other rested on your back. There was religious text of some sort on one of the pieces, and I think an image on the other, but I can't remember anymore what either of them were. I don't remember where I first got a scapular, or how I even knew they existed, either. I think maybe my cousin Lynn might have had something to do with it, one of the Breen's. I think she wore one, too? I don't know. Lynn, you'll have to correct me. Again, I'm very fuzzy on this period of my life. The scapular was the first religious accessory I remember wearing. It made me feel safe and devout and special. No one could see it, so it was also like my secret with God. I enjoyed that occasional feeling of the cloth against my skin under my clothes, a reminder that God was there watching over me. I wear religious accessories now too, though of a different nature. More about that in a future episode. Catholicism is a pretty easy religion for kids. There's stuff to memorize, sure, but once you've got that down, every Mass is pretty much the same. The homily, which is the Catholic term for a sermon, that changes and you sing some different songs from week to week. But for the most part, it's a well-ordered ceremony of recitation, response, kneeling, and other things any kid can figure out with a little practice. It's not easy to sit still all that time, but if you're fascinated by the whole procedure, as I was, it's not that hard either. It's nowhere near as difficult as Zen practice, for example, which involves sitting in complete stillness and silence for long periods of time. As far as I can remember, I was happy being a Catholic kid. I liked the trappings of the religion and the prayers for saintly intervention gave a feeling of having a direct connection to something larger than oneself. It was like a warm blanket wrapped around my world. I thought many times as a child of becoming a priest. Throughout my childhood, I had Father Ed's example as a guide, although we definitely saw him much less after we moved from Massachusetts to New York. And of course I saw priests every week in church, and sometimes in school too, though most of the teachers were nuns. I think the Sisters of St. Joseph ran the second Catholic school I went to. In any case, being a priest seemed like a pretty good gig. But then, because of the Boy Scouts, we changed teams. And you'll hear that story tomorrow. I'd love to hear your own stories of childhood religious experience. Drop me a line at jason at and be sure to let me know if it's okay to include your story on the show. Head over to briefchat.com to become a member, too. I love you. A better world is possible.